0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our daily reading conference call on A Course in Miracles Original Edition. We read from the text of A Course in Miracles Original Edition, which is published by our friends at the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the online edition by going to jcim.net, where if you mouse over the link at the top menu for online edition, you will see the link to read ACIMOE. On the same drop-down menu, uh, there is a link to subscribe to an excellent daily email, also sent to you by the Course in Miracles Society, which contains both the workbook lesson and the text reading for the day. My name is LeMoyne Castle, and this call happens for and with you every weekday morning, Monday through Friday, from uh, about 9.15 to about 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Today we're starting a new chapter, Chapter 15, The Purpose of Time, and we'll read Section 1 and 2, Introduction, and uses of time. At the top of the hour, we'll pause for remembrance of our lesson. The lesson for the day is 164. Now we are one with Him who is our source. And that will be led today by... Our dear friend, Brand. All right, and I think I will uh, like to get us started in the way that I think I did last week, um, which is to note the uh, unifying thought in the review of the current set of lessons that we're on which is found in Review 5. And uh, I'd like to read just one sentence and then that thought and we'll spend a minute. The thought which is God is but love and therefore so am I. And the sentence I'll read is the first one in Paragraph 2 Steady our feet Our Father Let our doubts be quiet And our holy minds Be still And speak to us We would but listen to your word And make it ours God is but love and therefore, so am I. Take a minute.
1: Is anybody here or not hearing anything?
2: Um, I am not hearing anything either.
0: (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, that was the minute. (laughs) Okay. God is but love, and therefore so am I. I don't...
1: Oh, great. Thank Uh, you. Thanks for that.
0: I think that resonates well with today's lesson. Now, are we one with him who is our source? And, uh, yeah, I needed that. Got something that is right away, so um now we'll turn to the reading, which is the uh, first two sections in chapter fifteen, the purpose of time, and we'll start with the introduction. What I have who i for a reading list <laughs> what I have is Brand donna Robin Marie. Jessica, Judy, and Karen. And uh, let me ask anyone else who has joined us who would like to say good morning, or join the reading list. Okay. Oh, that's someone uh, muting. I guess. All right. Um, I'll go ahead and get us started, if there's no one who would like to just say good morning or join the reading list.
3: I'll just say good morning.
0: <laughs> okay. Good morning, Renee. Um, good morning. I'll get us started with Chapter 15, The Purpose of Time, Introduction. Can you imagine what it means to have no cares, no worries, no anxieties, but merely to be perfectly calm and quiet all the time? Yet that is what time is for, to learn just that and nothing more. God's teacher cannot be satisfied with his teaching until it constitutes all your learning. He has not fulfilled his teaching function until you have become such a consistent... I want to happy, consistent learner, consistently happy learner, <laughs> that you learn only of him. When this has happened, you will no longer need a teacher or time in which to learn. And for him.
1: Chapter 15, The Purpose of Time section one introduction. Can you imagine what it means to have no cares, no worries, no anxieties, but merely to be perfectly calm and quiet all the time. Yet that is what time is for. To learn just that nothing more. God's teacher cannot be satisfied with his teaching until it constitutes all your learning. He has not fulfilled his teaching function until you have become such a consistent learner that you learn only of him. When this has happened, you will no longer need a teacher or time in which to learn. Two, one source of perceived discouragement from which you suffer is your belief that this takes time and that the results of the Holy Spirit's teaching are far in the future. This is not so. For the holy spirit uses time in his own way and is not bound by it time is his friend in teaching it does not waste him as it does you and all the waste that time seems to bring with it is due but to your identification with the ego which uses time to support its belief and destruction the ego like the holy spirit uses time to convince you of the inevitability of the goal and end of teaching. To the ego, the goal is death, which is its end. But to the Holy Spirit, the goal is life, which has no end.
0: Thank you, Fran. And Donna, would you read to section title and uh, I'm into three.
4: Two, one source of perceived discouragement from which you suffer is your belief that it this takes time and that the results of the Holy Spirit's teaching are far in the future. This is not so. For the Holy Spirit uses time in his own way and is not bound by it. Time is his friend in teaching. It does not waste him as it does you. And all the waste that time seems to bring with it is due but to your identification with the ego, which uses time to support its belief in destruction. The ego, like the Holy Spirit, uses time to convince you of the inevitability of the goal and end of teaching. To the ego, the goal is death, which is its end. But to the Holy Spirit, the goal is life, which has no end. Chapter 15, The Purpose of Time, Section 2, Uses of Time, 3. The ego is an ally of time, but not a friend, for it is as mistrustful of death as it is of life. What it wants for you, it cannot tolerate. The ego wants you dead, but not itself. The outcome of its strange religion must therefore be the conviction that it can pursue you Beyond the grave, and out of its unwillingness for you to find peace, even in the death, even in the death it wants for you, it offers you immortality in hell. It speaks to you of heaven but assures you that heaven is not for you. How can the guilty hope for heaven? The belief in hell is inescapable to those who identify with the ego. Their nightmares and their fears are all associated with
0: it. Thank you, Donna and Robin Marie.
2: 15. The Purpose of Time. 2. The Uses of Time. Paragraph 3. The ego is an ally of time, but not a friend, for it is as mistrustful of death as it is of life, and what it wants for you it cannot tolerate. The ego wants you dead, but not itself. The outcome of its strange religion must therefore be the conviction that it can pursue you beyond the grave. And out of its unwillingness for you to find peace, even in the death it wants for you, it offers you immortality in hell. It speaks to you of heaven, but assures you that heaven is not for you. How can the guilty hope for heaven? The belief in hell is inescapable to those who identify with the ego Their nightmares and their fears are all associated with it. Four, the ego teaches that hell is in the future, for this is what all its teaching is directed to. Hell is its goal, for although the ego aims at death and disillusion as an end, it does not believe it. The goal of death, which it craves for you, leaves it unsatisfied. No one who follows the ego's teaching is without the fear of death. Yet if death were thought of merely as an end to pain, would it be feared? We have seen this strange paradox in the ego thought system before, but never so clearly as here. For the ego must keep, seem to keep fear from you to keep your allegiance. Yet it must engender fear, it must engender fear in order to maintain itself.
0: Thank you, Robin Marie. And Jessica.
2: Thanks. This is hilarious. Four, the ego teaches that hell is in the future, for this is what all its teaching is directed to. Hell is its goal, for although the ego aims at death and dissolution as an end, it does not believe it. The goal of death, which it craves for you, leaves it unsatisfied. No one who follows the ego's teaching is without the fear of death. Yet if death were thought of merely as an end to pain, would it be feared? We have seen this strange paradox in the ego's thought system before, but never so clearly as here. For the ego must seem to keep fear from you, to keep your allegiance. Yet it must engender fear in order to maintain (laughs) itself. Crazy. Five. Again, the ego tries and all too frequently succeeds in doing both by using dissociation for holding its contradictory aims together. So that they seem to be reconciled. The ego teaches thus, death is the end as far as hope of heaven goes. Yet because you and itself cannot be separated and because it cannot conceive of its own death, it will pursue you still because guilt is eternal. Such is the ego's version of immortality. <laughs> And it is this the ego's version of time
0: supports, well, thank you, Jessica. I needed that um, so um Judy
1: <laughs> <laughs> thanks, LeMoyne. again, again, the ego tries, and all too frequently succeeds in doing both by using disassociation for holding its contradictory aims together so that they seem to be reconciled. The ego teaches thus, death is the end as far as hope of heaven goes. Yet because you and itself cannot be separated and because it cannot conceive of its own death, It will pursue you still because guilt is eternal, such is the ego's version of immortality, and it is this, the ego's version of time supports. The ego teaches that heaven is here and now because the future is hell. (laughs) Even when it attacks so savagely that it tries to take the life of someone who adheres hears is temporarily as, let me read that again, when, even when it attacks so savagely that it tries to take the life of someone who hears it temporarily as the only voice, it speaks of hell even to him. For it tells him hell is here and bids him leap from hell into oblivion. The only time the eagle allows anyone to look upon with some amount of equanimity is the past. And even there, its only value is that it is no more. Ooh, thank you.
0: Thank you, Judy. And Karen
3: six the ego teaches that heaven is here and now because the future is hell even when it attacks so savagely that it tries to take the life of someone who hears it temporarily as the only voice it speaks of hell even to him for it tells him hell is here and bids him leap from hell into oblivion the only time the ego allows anyone To look upon with some amount of equanimity is the past, and even there its only value is that it is no more. Seven, how bleak and despairing is the ego's use of time, and how terrifying, for underneath its fanatical insistence that the past and future be the same is hidden a far more insidious threat to peace. The ego does not advertise its final threat, for it would have its worshippers still believe that it can offer the escape from it. But the belief in guilt must lead to the belief in hell and always does. The only way in which the ego allows the fear of hell to be experienced is to bring hell here, but always as a foretaste of the future. For no one who considers himself as deserving hell can believe the punishment will end in peace.
0: Thank you, Karen. And is there a new reader for 7 and 8? Do we have a new reader for 7 and 8? Okay, back to you, Fran.
1: Seven, how bleak and despairing is the ego's use of time? And how terrifying? For underneath its fanatical insistence that the past and future be the same, is hidden a far more insidious threat to peace. The ego does not advertise its final threat, for it would have its worshippers still believe that it can offer the escape from it. But the belief in guilt must lead to the belief in hell, and always does. The only way in which the ego allows the fear of hell to be experienced is to bring hell here, but always as a foretaste of the future. For no one who considers himself as deserving hell can believe that punishment will end in peace. 8. The Holy Spirit teaches thus, there is no hell. Hell is only what the ego has made of the present. The belief in hell is what prevents you from understanding the present, because you are afraid of it. The Holy Spirit leads as steadily to heaven as the ego drives to hell. For the Holy Spirit, who knows only the present, uses it to undo the fear by which the ego would make the present useless. There is no escape from fear in the ego's use of time. For time, according to its teaching, is nothing but a teaching device for compounding guilt until it becomes all-encompassing and demands vengeance forever.
0: Thank you, Fran. And Donna?
4: Seven. Or eight. (laughs) The Holy Spirit teaches thus, there is no hell. Hell is only what the ego, has made of the present. The belief in hell is what prevents you from understanding the present because you are afraid of it. The Holy Spirit leads as steadily to heaven as the ego drives to hell. For the Holy Spirit, who knows only the present, (coughs) uses it to undo the fear by which the ego would make the present useless. There is no escape escape from fear in the ego's use of time for time according to its teaching is nothing but a de- teaching device to for compounding guilt until it becomes all-encompassing and demands vengeance forever 9 the holy spirit would undo all this now fear is not of the present but only of the past and future which do not exist. There is no fear in the present when each instant stands clear and separated from the past without its shadow reaching out into the future. Each instant is a clean, untarnished birth in which the Son of God emerges from the past into the present and the present extends forever. It is so beautiful and so clean and free of guilt that nothing but happiness is there. No darkness is remembered, and immortality and joy are now.
0: Thank you, Donna. And Robin Marie.
2: 9. <clears throat> the Holy Spirit would undo all of this now. Fear is not of the present, but only of the past and future, which do not exist. There is no fear in the present when each instant stands clear and separated from the past without its shadow reaching out into the future Each instant is a clean, untarnished birth in which the Son of God emerges from the past into the present, and the present extends forever. It is so beautiful and so clean and free of guilt that nothing but happiness is there. No darkness is remembered, and immortality and joy are now. 10. This lesson takes no time. For what is time without a past and future? It has taken time to misguide you so completely, but it takes no time at all to be what you are. Begin to practice the Holy Spirit's use of time as a teaching aid to happiness and peace. Take this very instant now and think of it as all there is of time. Nothing can reach you here out of the past, and it is here that you are completely absolved, completely free, and holy without condemnation. From this holy instant wherein holiness was born again, you will go forth in time without fear and with no sense of change with
0: time. Thank you, Robin Marie. And Jessica.
2: Thanks. Ten. This lesson takes no time. For what is time without a past and future? It has taken time to misguide you so completely, but it takes no time at all to be what you are. Begin to practice the Holy Spirit's use of time as a teaching aid to happiness and peace. Take this very instant, now, and think of it as all there is of time. Nothing can reach you here out of the past, and it is here that you are completely absolved, completely free, and wholly without condemnation. From this holy instant wherein holiness was born again, you will go forth in time without fear and with no sense of change with time. 11. Time is inconceivable without change, yet holiness does not change. Learn from this instant more, uh, sorry, learn from this instant More than merely, hell does not exist. In this redeeming instant lies heaven. And heaven will not change. For the birth into the holy present is salvation from change. Change is an illusion taught by those who could not see themselves as guiltless. There is no change in heaven because there is no change in God. In the holy instant in which you see yourself as bright with freedom, you will remember God, for remembering him is to remember freedom.
0: Oh, sorry. Unmute. (laughs) Thank you, Jessica. And Judy.
1: Thank you, LeMoyne. Time is inconceivable without change. Yet, holiness does not change. Learn from this instant more than merely hell does not exist. In this redeeming instant lies heaven. And heaven will not change, for the birth into the holy present is salvation from change. Change is an illusion taught by those who could not see themselves as guiltless. There is no change in heaven because there is no change in God. In the holy instant in which you see yourself as bright with freedom, you will remember God. For remembering him is to remember freedom. Whenever you are tempted to be dispirited by the thought of how long it would take to change your mind so completely, ask yourself, how long is an instant? Could you not give so short of time to the Holy Spirit for your salvation? He asks no more, for he has no need of more. It takes far longer to teach you how to be willing to give him this than for him to use this tiny instant to offer you the whole of heaven. In exchange for this instant, he stands ready to give you the remembrance of eternity. (laughs) Thank you.
0: Thank you, Judy. And Karen.
3: Twelve. Whenever you are tempted to be dispirited by the thought of how long it would take to change your mind so completely, ask yourself, how long is an instant? Would you not give so short a time to the Holy Spirit for your salvation? He asks no more for he has no need of more. It takes far longer to teach you how to be willing to give him this than for him to use this tiny instant to offer you the whole of heaven. In exchange for this instant, he stands ready to give you the remembrance of eternity. 13, you will never give this holy instant to the Holy Spirit on behalf of your release while you are unwilling to give it to your brothers on behalf of theirs. For the instant of holiness is shared and cannot be yours alone. Remember then, when you are tempted to attack a brother, that his instant of release is yours. Miracles are the instant of release You offer and you, excuse me, and will receive. Miracles are the instance of release. You offer and will receive. They attest to your willingness to be released and to offer time to the Holy Spirit for his use of it. How long is an instant? It is as short for your brother as it is for you. Practice giving this blessed instant of freedom to all who are enslaved by time. For thus, make time their friend for them. The Holy Spirit gives their blessed instant to you through your giving it. As you give it, he offers it to you.
0: Thank you, Karen. And is there a new reader for thirteen and fourteen? New reader for thirteen and fourteen. Okay, back to you, Fran.
1: Thirteen. You will never give this holy instant to the Holy Spirit on behalf of your release while you are unwilling to give it to your brothers on behalf of theirs. For the instant of holiness is shared and cannot be yours alone. Remember, then, when you are tempted to attack a brother, that his instant of release is yours. Miracles are the instance of release you offer and will receive. They attest to your willingness to be released and to offer time to the Holy Spirit for his use of it. How long is an instant? It is as short for your brother as it is for you. Practice giving this blessed instant of freedom to all who are enslaved by time and thus make time their friend for them. The Holy Spirit gives their blessed instant to you through your giving it. As you give it, he offers it to you. 14. Be not unwilling to give what you would receive of him For you join with him in giving. In the crystal cleanness of the release you give is your instantaneous escape from guilt. You must be holy if you offer holiness. How long is an instant? As long as it takes to reestablish perfect sanity, perfect peace, and perfect love for everyone, for God and for yourself. As long as it takes to remember immortality and your immortal creations to share it with you as long as it takes to exchange hell for heaven, long enough to transcend all of the ego's making and the son unto
0: your father. Thank you, Brand. And Donna.
4: 14. <clears throat> Be not unwilling to give what you would receive of him for you join with him in giving. In the crystal cleanness of the release you give in your instantaneous escape from guilt, you must be holy if you would offer holiness. How long is an instant? As long as it takes to reestablish perfect sanity, perfect peace, and perfect love for everyone, for God and for yourself as long as it takes to remember immortality and your immortal creations who share it with you, as long as it takes to exchange hell for heaven, long enough to transcend all the egos making and ascend unto your father, 15. Time is your friend if you leave it to the Holy Spirit to use. He needs but very little to restore God's whole power to you. He who transcends time for you understands that what time is for. Holiness lies not in time, but in eternity. There never was an instant in which God's Son could lose his purity. His changeless state is beyond time, for his purity remains forever beyond attack and without variability. Time stands still in his holiness And changes not and so it is no longer time at all for caught in this single instant of the eternal sanctity of God's creation. It is transformed into forever. Give the eternal instant that eternity may be remembered for you in that shining instant of perfect release. Offer the miracle of the holy instant through the Holy Spirit, and leave his giving it to you, to him.
0: Thank you, Donna. And Robin Marie.
2: 15, time is your friend if you leave it to the Holy Spirit to use. He needs but very little to restore God's whole power to you. He who transcends time for you understands what time is for. Holiness lies not in time, but in eternity. There never was an instant in which God's Son could lose his purity. His changeless state is beyond time for his purity remains forever beyond attack and without variability. Time stands still in his holiness and changes not, and so it is no longer time at all. For caught in the single instant of the eternal sanctity of God's creation, it is transformed into forever. Give the eternal instant that eternity That eternity may be remembered for you in that shining instant of perfect release. Offer the miracle of the holy instant through the Holy Spirit and leave his giving it to you to him.
0: Thank you, Robin Murray. That was beautiful, and uh, <laughs> it could be called pulling, pulling rank, but that's the rank description. Um, I ask a favor, Jessica. Um, would you would you read fifteen again?
2: Certainly. I, that's so funny because I was thinking, geez, I wish I could read that. Time is your Time is your friend if you leave it to the Holy Spirit to use. He needs but very little time to restore God's whole power to you. He who transcends time for you understands what time is for. Holiness lies not in time, but in eternity. There never was an instant in which God's Son could lose His purity his changeless state is beyond time, for his purity remains forever beyond attack and without variability. Time stands still in his holiness and changes not. And so it is no longer time at all. For, caught in the single instant of the eternal sanctity of God's creation, it is transformed into forever give the eternal instant that eternity may be remembered for you in that shining instant of perfect release offer the miracle of the holy instant through the holy spirit and leave his giving it to you to him
0: Thank you, Jessica, and uh, yeah, we're well past the top of the hour, so I turn to you now, friend. Would you uh, please lead us in the lesson for the day? Now are we yes. one with him who is our source?
1: Thank you. Hi, everybody. We are still in the first part of the workbook, and today we are on lesson 164. Now are we one with him? who is our source. So I shall read some from the lesson and then we'll do our five-minute practice on the lesson. Okay. Now are we one with Him who is our source? What time but now can truth be recognized? The present is the only time there is. And so today, this instant, now, we come to look upon what is forever there. Not in our sight, but in the eyes of Christ. He looks past time and sees eternity as represented there. He sees the sounds the senseless, busy world engenders, yet he hears them faintly. For beyond them all, he hears the song of heaven and the voice of God more clear, more meaningful, more near. The world fades easily away from his sight. Its sounds grow dim. How holy! Is you're practicing today. As Christ gives you his sight and hears for you and answers in your name the call he hears, how quiet is the time you give to spend with him beyond the world. There is a silence into which the world cannot intrude. There is an ancient peace you carry in your heart and have not lost. There is a sense of holiness in you the thought of sin has never touched. All this today you will remember. Faithfulness in practicing today will bring rewards so great and so completely different from all things you thought before that you will know that here your treasure is and here your rest. We will not judge today. We will receive but what is given us from judgment made beyond the world. Our practicing today becomes our gift of thankfulness for our release from blindness and from misery. Open the curtain in your practicing by merely letting go all things you think you want. Your trifling treasures put away and leave a clean and open space within your mind where Christ can come and offer you the treasure of salvation. He has need of your most holy mind to save the world. Practice in earnest, and the gift is yours. Would God deceive you? Can his promise fail? Can you withhold so little when his hand holds out complete salvation to his son? Now we'll do our five-minute practice. Lesson 164. Now are we one with him, who is our source. What time but now can truth be recognized? The present is the only time there is. Lesson 164. Now are we one with Him who is our source. Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you, friend.
4: Amen. No this is mum. I I think I have a prayer that might work here. I personalized uh, the prayer from yesterday's lesson, and um, I would like to read that now. My Father, Holy Spirit, Brother Jesus, I have asked for your help, guidance, governance. Please now, and I need more help to let my Father bless my eyes today. I am your messenger, and I would look upon the glorious reflection of your love, which shines in everything. I live and breathe in you, Father, alone. I am not separate from your eternal life. I am aware there is no death, for death is not your will, Father God. And I abide where you have placed me, in the life I share with you and with all living things to be like you and part of you forever. I accept your thoughts as mine, and my will is one with yours eternally. Amen, and in Jesus' name, Father, I ask, amen. I am complete.
0: Well, I have to say wow before I say thank you, Donna. Thank yeah. You.
1: Thanks for that.
2: Thank you. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you, Donna.
3: Good morning. It's Karen. Um, I was thinking, the ego, the ego has this continuation of time. And I felt like the Holy Spirit came in the middle and just like parted the sea. And that was the holy instant, the presence of now. And in the past, there was um, guilt and judgment. And in the future, there's fear. But in the present moment, there's holiness. There's just pure beings and holiness. And then I felt like um, an experience of the light and an experience of something otherworldly. And I guess it's the experience of the Christ Self. And I just had this thought um, thank you, God, because in the present moment there's gratitude in the present moment that we touch our one true Christ self is the gratitude. And it 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 comes into us and it fills every cell. It fills all the layers of consciousness, you know, first it fills my thoughts and my mind and my mental body. And then it comes into my physical my emotional body and I feel peaceful. And I feel gratitude. And I know that it comes into the physical body, too, and it heals by releasing the blocks of my ego mind. But all of that can only be accomplished in the now. So I have to turn my mind back over and over to the now. And I don't do it enough, but it has to be accomplished, like, in these meditative states where we really pause. It can happen all day long. You know, you can take that minute or on the hour, but it has to be practiced. Otherwise, it just stays in the mental world, you know, and it's better than thinking with the ego mind, of course. Much better to have holy mind thoughts, but to, trans- to have transformation and enlightenment, it has to be in, in the experience of being in the now. And that was our reading for today as well. You know, it's, the, the text reading was exactly the same thing, on point. And in the holy instant, we come into complete presence. And if we offer that that innocence and a holiness to our recognition of our brothers in the moment, we can offer them a miracle. I'm complete. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Karen. Yeah, thank you, Karen.
3: Thank
1: you. I love the reading and the lesson today. Good morning, guys, Jude. Let yourself go. Let God be God in you. Um, it's something that Mr. Eichardt says. And um, it's, it's the wonderful release from the personal self. I forget everything I think I know. I forget my body in the holy instant. I'm not a, a victim of the body, of the body's mind, of the, and the, the body's body-mind identification in the world. I've completely let myself go. Completely forget myself. Forget yourself to know your true self. Die to yourself to know uh, the freedom of of being free in God, God's complete freedom from all the bondage of all the thinking in the world, of being in the world, knowing I am in the world, but I'm not of it, and I can forget myself in any given holy rolling instant. Thank you. I love you. Have a joyful day. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Karen and Judy. Mine, and uh, yeah I don't want to I don't want to say too much because <laughs> I'm afraid I will slip into the past but this last uh, last week it was kind of perfect actually for Lori to be gone and my need to be sort of welded to the call. Um, because it, it uh, at least uh, gave me a daily reminder and something, uh, daily reminder of what real sanity is. Um, when in a time when I really needed it because uh, yeah, my father was dying and and uh, I really I really just I have all kinds of problems with the way some of the things went down around that and I don't want to get into it because it seems right now <laughs> I'm too tempted to judge and uh but it's interesting that what the path to to uh to getting to acceptance and out of that judgment and uh and to some acceptance of the way it, the way it was happening and where it led um, and, you know, or just to the whole situation, he was in asking questions, you know, just staying with the question, because if I'm asking someone else, how do you know something, I need to remember that I don't know, or I wouldn't be asked, wouldn't need the question right so it uh, it finally was apparent that a lot of this was moot because he was going to you know I'll just it doesn't really have a because but just for my Mind that is tangled up, time with cause and effect. Um, you know, because he was going to pass anyway. Um, yeah, I. You know, the acceptance does not really require any reason. So, beyond beyond even that reason. I managed to get to some acceptance, and uh, my son was able to communicate my younger brother's acceptance, who he had been planning to come visit, and he wasn't going to make it because dealing with, you know, health issues on with his wife, and he needed to have that stabilized before he could travel. And uh, so he offered the acceptance I'll see you when I get there <laughs> and, and my son carried that to my father and at the same time I was getting a pretty clear state of acceptance and peace and uh, and just the knowledge that that's what my father would have me do my earth my earthly father, little left father, so um, I finally just let all that stuff all the stuff that bothered me go, and uh. And reach that state of acceptance, and these things happened. At the end, of very end of Saturday before midnight, and my father died first thing on Sunday morning. And so, I need to be sure if I, you know, because stuff keeps coming back up for me. It was sort of nightmarish at the time. And uh, hellish, if you will. And I just need to be sure that if I'm going to try to deal with it, that I don't lose track of what was really in play. and, uh, And seek to do it, you know, only in the sense of making the future different from the past. (laughs) and uh yeah and uh continue to use the thing you know that very much what my father would do was be to ask questions and uh, forgive myself for being unable to uh, ask them in a timely manner over the last couple of weeks, timely or effective manner over the past couple of weeks. Yeah. He is released. <laughs> so why should I suffer? It <laughs> doesn't make much sense. But I still seem drawn to it. Anyway, I'm complete. <laughs> Thank you for listening. And I'm glad you're here.
4: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank I'm you glad for that here too. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Lemoyne. That was so beautifully expressed. Um just just wonderful. You're doing just fine, my brother. <laughs> Don't do so hard on yourself. <clears throat> thank Yeah, you
2: thank you for sharing you. that, Lemoyne. Oops. <laughs>
0: Go ahead, Kara. Yeah, I can't can't <laughs> can't argue the fact that he was old. His age and years are greater than his body temperature in Fahrenheit. So <laughs> had a good run at this time, and he was not enjoying. The uh, uh, what was left doing with the cancer, yeah, yeah, just wanted to add that train
2: thank you good morning.
3: thank you for being the
2: president for your dad.
4: We are blessed to know um, this is Donna. We are blessed to know that in every one of these instances with every single individual and quote unquote this dream walking through it. The Holy Spirit used every instant every motion every feeling for his purpose for the good of everyone involved and for the sonship as a wholeness. This is something I'm learning by these last two chapters, I am complete. Oh, I like that. Thank you.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it, uh I think you you came in and I was <laughs> I was reading less than twenty five to Fran, the first paragraph of that, yeah. like. Everything is for your best interest. That is what it is for. So thank you for the reminder, Donna.
4: Thank you for reading that, because sometimes that's where I think this I pick up these inspired things from someone else's study. So thank you, Lamorne.
0: That's that's why I say it was it was it was uh, essentially perfect that Lori was gone and I had to quote unquote had to do the call. By Friday I was so burned out I I couldn't even really focus on anything except what my mind would present as hell. <laughs> like I'm not doing it right <laughs> at that point. Um, but still, Ed, there's been, you know, the message in in this book led me to that acceptance, which was a rather complete release. And I just need to focus on that until I can maybe separate out uh, any temporal lessons that might be useful, or what are the Pure forms of the question that I could I could really ask, and not to know. I mean, if I still have questions, that's just sign I don't know. I don't remember that. <clears throat> so, thank you all again for being here. And thanks to Lee for stepping in when I just, I just couldn't anticipate actually being able to manage even the call technicalities, which are really quite simple. Um,
4: God called you to rest an instant. From time for his purpose, LeMoyne, I am complete.
1: Hey, um as Jude. I have um, a great appreciation for the text today, and in um, speaking about time. And a line that is particularly meaningful is, "It takes no time to be what I am. That what I am is God's Son, the whole totality of God's reality. That we are the kingdom of heaven." United in a state of state of grace, purely mind in in the service of the spirit, the mind that's a servant of God is a serv- in the service of the spirit, learning to love and accept everything unconditionally. It's what God's will is happening. It's what's happening, and um, to to recognize that it's it's all a manifestation of God's love for us and to accept everything that is phenomenal and changing in time, which the text speaks of today, that there can be no change without time. And um, in the holy instant that time is is done and, and learning learning ends, that perception ends and learning ends. The body disappears and the and the world disappears along with it being only um, the validation for the sensorial experience that the body is validates the the propaganda of the illusion of the world. And it all being illusory in, 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 in the way that we think that that is what we are. In recognizing what we're not, in recognizing what's not real, in recognizing what's not true, we come to the truth of who we are. Of what we are, where we are, when we are, as we are, um, that we are as God is, that we are formless and boundless and changeless without limit, a changeless constant state of joy and of peace. And, um, you know, I love the way that the text speaks of um, learning from our teacher, our capital teacher, the truth of who we are in every holy instant and using his judgment upon the world and its unreality to release us from the false misperceptions that we are bodies living in a world of of time and change and space, that all these are illusions created by the mind that thinks it's separate from God, All, all an imagination of the mind that thinks it's separate from God that's forgotten it is a part of the mind of God. Um, This is, you know, the willing, be not unwilling to give what you would receive of Him, and for we join with Him in giving. So to give and receive um, what is the truth, to listen and hear only what is the truth, to see only what is the truth through the vision of the Holy Christ consciousness, the eyes of forgiveness. The, um, there's a line in the in the lesson today about um, consenting to um, consenting to um, and accepting and receiving what is the truth. I have to consent to um, being in agreement with to be having and being all that God created me to be, I have to consent to and accept and, and recognize, acknowledge the Christ in me as the truth of who I am in order to see like him, in order to listen to the sounds that the world would echo back to me and be able to judge them, what is value less and what has value what is an echo for the voice of God, or what is just a meaningless noise, noise in the sounds of the world that are propaganda for the illusions in the world? What what is meaningless um, that comes through the body's perception, separate perception of itself? It's a separate self, and sees so everything in the world is outside of itself, separate from itself. So it's really a, um, a point of reference, a point of view um, through which I see the art of seeing with vision and the art of listening, hearing through the ears of the whole Holy Spirit or hearing through the ears of Christ, hearing only the voice for God. Um, this is big stuff, big, big, big stuff, <laughs> one way or the other. I will be free, I will be released, or I will be in bondage and hostage to the ego and limited and small, and and, um, I want to open my mind and my heart to everything and see God everywhere and see that everything is encompassed in its holiness and nothing is excluded or rejected. Amen. I'm complete. Thank you. That was good. Thank you. taken by the obvious ego's use of time to use the past memories of experience to perpetuate what it thinks it knows about itself as a separate person And, and, and it's so clear how it does that to me the obvious use of time and the ego's use of it to perpetuate the past to see itself as a body something something that um, has a limited time span um, from birth to death and how it, that it's the end of it, you know, that the text speaks of that, that it's the end of the ego when the body dies and to perpetuate that fear, how the fear of the future, what's going to happen next, when's the shoe going to drop, when's that past evil going to catch up with me, all that ego's use of the past and its projection into an illusory sense of the future that um, keeps the mind so active in in worry and cares and concerns that um, it so beautifully speaks of um, in the very first sentence. Can you imagine what it means to have no cares, no worries, no anxieties, but merely to be perfectly calm quiet, peaceful, happy, joyful, all the time. That is what time is for, to learn just that and nothing more. Amen. I just love this stuff. Thank you guys for being here with me. I'm complete.
2: Thank you for being here. Thank you.
4: I agree. Thank you. Uh, This is Donna. I have something else that's written in my book. On September the 3rd, 2022, I was studying this chapter from 3.50 in the morning (laughs) until 5.30 a.m. And something came to me. I really can't take credit for these kinds of writings because they just kind of come. It is about three minutes. I am going to read it. I do think it... I think it's timely. Time's purpose for the ego is to confirm ego's threat of utter destruction, to perpetuate time with fear and denial, to avoid ego's end, which ego projects as the end of me, which ego says is the decaying physical body not understanding yet it fears its fear is its end once I know I am NOT a body I will withdraw my belief in time that power removed will dissolve ego and time and time neither of which ever had reality. Holy Spirit's use of time is being perfectly used to accelerate my will to withdraw the power inherent in my believing in the impossible. This act of will will reveal me as life itself, ever present, ever one, In and with my father in oneness with his creation the ego a mistake can only be a temporary situation in a circumstances that could never have possibly happened in truth which is the only reality therefore possibility Truth is the sole possibility. The purpose of time, realize a mistake by knowing it never happened. Only, only, quote, seemed to be. End of the ego is the end of the mistake that perpetuate the illusion that there could be a foreign invader to God's perfect kingdom which the Father dwells in, rests with his oneness, which is his Son, God beholds as heaven. I emphasize that. God beholds his Son as heaven. I am complete. Thank you for listening. Amen.
1: Oh, I love that. Being and holding the perfect safety and the perfect protection of the kingdom of God. That was beautiful. Thank you, Donna.
4: Thank you for appreciating it.
1: Good morning. This is Patricia. now feeling um the courage right now to be a witness, especially the reading and every share today um, I've not ever met anyone on these calls uh, personally in in a body, so your souls your body, so to speak, that touches me comes through these calls. So with that preface, I'd like to say the past two months, almost exactly, Lemoine, I have in writings and notes what's happening to Lemoine's voice. It sounds like a symphony where a few violins may have been playing when I met him or heard his voice maybe a year ago. Now something is happening in morning's voice. So I'm just sharing my experience because it's profoundly touching me with what you shared this morning, the mystery of what we are. This year, even this past week or two especially, I was stunned, and I even stayed for the call after this one, to hear Lemoine's voice. It's like all the instruments, all the threads of life that streamed some God through that body of His, they were all playing in a symphony now, a fuller, a deeper. When he was silent, it was a calm, wonderful silence, the way a father might hold a child to put that child to sleep. Such a deep silence from the mind between the guidance he was holding, which was the hint of the answer to my question when he shared this morning. So part of the writing was, this is the voice of love. There's a source of God here when I hear this voice. Has he fallen in love with somebody? Is something making him more himself? Is he on a new diet? Oh, it's his commitment to be the voice of love. It's his commitment. To deepen the roots that grow from his soul. The roots that say, I'm not the one to know. The voice of love. I've been listening grow in the mind. I want to conclude that that occurred through the lessons and the reading and then the minds share with a metaphor that let me know that time gives stories, and not one story is true, but every story time gives is deepening and expanding the eternal self. And one example of that is when Contracts are made between souls to live out the story. And then that contract ends, as in a death or a divorce or some ending. When that contract ends, the shower of soul receives every past second in time where it grew and where it didn't know it grew from that time, now that the contract is complete, the one on the other side and this side, and even Patricia on this call is receiving what she didn't even know. The time gave that contract, Perfection in every event. And that forgiveness is is realizing when a contract ends, you begin to breathe in a new way to realize every single step was perfect. And every good thing from both, even if it were the enemy, when the contract ends, the best of each one is given to each other. And eternity lives on. We expand each other, never needing a physical body to do it. It's this. It's this me learning his voice was stronger, I was feeling the love of his father and everyone coming through the devotion to stay and be more committed to be the voice of love than ever before. I thank you, Lemoyne, and I thank you, dear father. Thank you.
0: Well, thank you, Patricia. This is... Yeah. Go ahead, Judy.
1: No, you go first, Lemoyne, please.
0: Oh, uh, well, no, you go ahead, uh, because... I was just going to start meandering about how I... Don't exactly know how to end the call, but maybe I do. And uh, oh, you know, let me just take yeah. a minute. Go ahead. You I go just ahead. Um, uh, no. Let me take a minute to <laughs> look at what I think is the end. Go ahead.
1: I just, um, I just, I'll share in the after call, but it was something that I read with um, another group from Chapter Nine about blasphemy and. it... It it struck me as very powerful, and, and maybe we'll have time to talk about it in the after call. Thank you, Lemoyne.
0: um, Go ahead, Donna.
4: (laughs) One quick thing, Lemoine, since Patricia spoke about your voice, when I first came on the call, Lee and um, Laurie were doing the call, and I would hear this voice for the first few calls, and I thought, my God, what is it about that voice that it did seem to have a drawing healing uh, depths to it, And I even mentioned it to you, LeMoyne, so you know I'm not kidding. So I'm very grateful for what uh, Patricia said so beautifully. I am complete. I'm going
1: to throw in Patricia here real quick. Thank you. Just hearing, you know, these things that uh, can not be validated. And yet so purely real and nourishing. These experiences of what is eternal, so personal, so liquid, and so wonderful when there's a mirror of somebody else feeling it too. the mind, you have a voice of not knowing, it gives Comfort to be held by God alone. A Strong voice, and I'm grateful it's a male voice with so much heart. Thank you.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you, all. Um, <laughs> ah, and uh, yeah, to follow what you point out, Patricia, i return to where <laughs> I started with this call. When I started, the lesson I had up was not the lesson for the day. Up, I usually use my computer to read. In fact, I essentially always use my computer to read the text and such so I was looking at lesson 25 since you spoke of uh, the unknown and not really knowing that uh, you know alone we can't know anything and yet it's a very clear There's this very clear, short sentence early in the text, and when I finally focused on it, saw it, I I knew it's like a cornerstone in the whole teaching. That sentence is, if I can pull it from memory cleanly, that sentence says, the mind returns to its proper function when it wills only to know or when it only okay the mind returns to its proper function when it only wills to know um, this is you know in some sense what's not in that statement is but it's strongly implied is the state of not knowing and this thing of Deciding for myself, which is which I can see quite clearly, is the ego, is ego egoic, not a happy ego, <laughs> not even a pretend to be happy ego, uh, egoic trap that I placed myself in as a young child um, is was the loss. Of uh, a willingness to accept that alone, I can't now. There's a point made in Course of Love that, uh, as well as this course, that I believe has been trying to really sink in and save me <laughs> for the last couple weeks. Is you know, I don't know what anything is for less than 25 um, And so I'll read a little bit of that Purpose is meaning Purpose is meaning Today's idea explains why nothing you see means to anything You do not know what it is for Therefore it is meaningless to you Everything is for your own best interest. That is what it is for. That is its purpose. That is what it means. It is in in recognizing this that your goals become unified. It is in recognizing this that what you see is given meaning. You perceive the world and everything in it is meaningful in terms of ego goals goals of the separate and alone. These goals have nothing to do with your own best interest because the ego is not you. This false identification makes you incapable of understanding what anything is for. As a result, you are bound to misuse it. When you believe this, that I am, you know, that... (laughs) When I believe that I'm bound to misuse it because I misunderstand it. So that's when I believe this, I will try to withdraw the goals that I have assigned to the world instead of attempting to reinforce them. Another way of describing the goals you now perceive as valuable is to say they are all concerned with, quote-unquote, personal interests. Since you have no personal interests, your goals are really concerned with nothing. In cherishing them, therefore, you have no goals at all. And thus, you do not know what anything is for. I should have maybe read that in the first person. Sorry. uh, I do have a tendency to project that lesson rather than receive it. And so, you know, I'm gonna read something yesterday which I started reading about halfway through. It started feeling like an oak and uh, it's nothing special particularly. It is about being an example life, and this is not to be special, but this, I believe, is... You know, if Jesus was an example life, following him would be doing something like this. So I'm gonna read this from Course of Love, Day eighteen, paragraph five. I'll read the two sentences before, I think the two. There's a lot more in this section than just oh I get the page right. it talks of the example life being the way so it is the way from four. it is the way for those whose fulfillment and completion is interlaced with bringing this expression to fulfillment if the call is there the need is there have no question in your mind about this the universe is comprised of no Superfluous element. That's something I've always thought of myself. I was just in the way. Anyway, the universe is comprised of no superfluous element. What you feel called to is needed. To be an example life is to be what you represent in truth. Followers of all faiths. Are called to example lies and to representation of the same truth. All faith is faith in the unknown through knowing, as a glimpse of bleeding light and darkness provides for a knowing of light. Those who accept completion of the way of Jesus accept their power to be generators of light in the darkness without judging or expelling darkness they accept their power to represent both the known and the unknown and to reveal the unknown through the known i just interject a previous line in the days the known is relationship they accept the death of the self and the resurrection of the one self the end of the individual and the individuation of the one self amongst the many. They find renewed pleasure in being who they are because they have been renewed through resurrection. They follow the calling of their hearts without attachment to previous concern. For in their renewal, they fully realize the necessity of what can be given only through expression of what is within them. They realize that what is needed now is needed in order to renew or resurrect the world and all who abide within it. You know, as much as it's clearly stated <laughs> by me often forgotten the purpose of the course is to establish inner peace by <clears throat> you no, know, I whatever means they in the course <laughs> to get us to accept our identity and or I take our identity or truer, truer, you know, or the, not a goal, but the actual identity. The goal is maybe remembering our actual identity as the Christ in form. And the Christ is that which is capable of learning how to be a divine being in form. And that is the learner in us and uh, and these courses are just so beautiful and teaching us how to do it without compromise and therefore only with love so thank you all and uh, I'll go ahead and end the recording but not the call and Again, thanks everybody for being here.